Hey, welcome everybody to Sunday Live. And uh, great, I'm checking out everything on both uh, YouTube and on the app right now and the website. And uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Kelly Stoll on your, your baptism today. That's awesome. And, uh, and uh, totally cool. That's off the chart. So well done um, in surrendering your life over to Jesus. I don't know how long ago you originally did that, but that's awesome that you took the step to get baptized today. Totally uh, totally cool. Hey, one other question I want to answer real quick, then we're going to get into Daniel. I have a whole lot to talk about tonight. It's going to be really good. It'll be pretty eye-opening, I think. Uh, but Least10 had asked on YouTube about Dr. Greer, and um, so I'll just briefly say this, Least, and maybe we'll get into it a little bit, but, and Congress and, you know, all that stuff going on with Dr. Greer, so with UFOs. So I've seen some things by Dr. Greer over the years. I've followed the stuff for UFOs over the years. I'll put it this way. I used to really be hook, line, and sinker into UFOs, and that was a long time ago. I believe there's absolute deception in this. I think that when you look at certain things that are um, taking place, you look at deception coming from the U.S. government. There is Project Bluebeam. It really uh, is a real project that did exist, and that is a deception regarding UFOs. Um, there's a lot more to it. You, you, know, you throw in there all these other things that our government has done. Very sketchy. We'll see what we get into tonight. But I believe that there's um, great deception. Remember this, Matthew chapter 24. The very first sign Jesus told the disciples is, be careful that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name saying I am the Christ. Um, don't believe it. Listen, right now with AI, AI Jesus, AI technologies, AI, uh, the new AI Bibles, because they're going uh, to be factual as opposed to these Bibles, they tell us. Listen, it's all a lie. So there's so much deception. We're, we're, the, the whole AI thing, technology is opening us up to much greater deception, even greater deception in the claims of who Jesus is. So when you see things like that, and then we watch the UFOs, I think it's, I, again, I just think it's deception. I think that it comes down to two things primarily, um, the government deceiving with fake UFOs, uh, the Project Bluebeam type of stuff, uh, putting the stories out there for everybody to hear them. Uh, that's, that's the narrative now. And then we have that, and I also believe you have a demonic element to a lot of these things that have happened over the centuries. So I, I, I look at this as deception. And then going back to that, you look at technology, you look at AI. It's also in Matthew chapter 24 where Jesus said uh, that unless those days were shortened, speaking of the tribulation, no flesh would be saved. When you look at what's happening with AI technology, um, man, I used to think it might be nuclear, it might be wars, it might be something else. No. I'm looking at AI technology, where things are going. Jesus doesn't come back. All Humanity will be destroyed and destroy itself. So much to talk about. I'm going to get into questions. I don't know how far I'm going to get into uh, Daniel chapter 4 in our time together right now. Uh, get as far as I can. Uh, but there's really a lot I want to share um, that I think we need to be updated on. So as we look at this, the title of our time together uh, from Daniel chapter 4 is Can't Hide This. This is going to go different things. Uh, the, the, the 
globalists, they're not even hiding what they're doing anymore, but also these things can't be hidden from those who know the Bible. If you don't know the Bible, you can just think something weird's going on. If you know the Bible, you're going, man, it's full disclosure. Well, what happens in Daniel chapter 4, it's full disclosure to Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. We looked at the first part of his dream last time, and it was really a dream about himself. And then in the dream, he saw a watcher. A watcher came and explained to him some things. The watcher, uh, I believe, is an angel, but I really want to get into watchers tonight. I think I'm going to save that for our, our uh, next Sunday uh, together. But there's so many different things I want to get into. But Daniel is saying, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, you can't hide your heart from God. God's not going to hide from you what he is going to do uh, in your own personal judgment, but also in the judgment of uh, the world that is, in this world that is coming. But you can't hide any of these things, especially if you know the Bible. It's full disclosure if you know the Bible. So let's get into a few things first, and then we are going to get over to... um, over to Daniel chapter 4, and as I mentioned, I'll get as far into Daniel chapter 4 as I can in our time together, but I really want to share some things with you, kind of like a prophecy update via Daniel chapter 4. Think of it like that for our time right now. Okay, check this out. First uh, article I want to show you, Noah, the slide number two, Great Reset. Macron suggests international taxation system to subsidize green agenda. Um, So you look at this and go, Uh, Okay, we can see it coming. Um, We know this is global system. In in the first book that I have, America in the New World Order, I got into exactly that. Agenda 2030, a global taxation system. And countries like the United States, or probably primarily the United States, and then the the more developed countries are going to be much more heavily taxed than everybody else to bring about the green agenda. This whole green thing... I'm telling you, this is what it is. It is a religion that has formed. That's what it is. Hence, Romans chapter 1, they worship the creation, like the environment, the climate. It's your fault, right? We all hear that. They worship the creation rather than the creator. Uh, So we've entered into this place, and this green stuff is religion, and you're going to be willing to pay your tithes to the green agenda. They're going to take it from you. They're going to tax you. Call it what you want. They're going to tax you. Uh, but they're going to present it in such a way like this is what we really should be doing. Okay, now we're going to step this up a little bit over the next few minutes. I'll connect as much as I can. But this next one is uh, next slide, our, uh, number three, Noah. International Monetary Fund is working hard on a global digital, a global central bank digital currency platform. Check this out. The IMF. Uh, The International Monetary Fund is working on a platform that would allow various central bank digital currencies, a.k.a. CBDCs, uh, to interoperate on a global scale, which comes amid a broader push toward cashless societies and concerns about risks to freedoms. The IMF Managing Director, Kristalina Georgieva, uh, told conference participants that the transnational agency is developing, get this, a global platform for central bank-controlled digital currencies. Again, a global platform for CBDCs. She said the IMF wants central banks to reach a consensus on a common global regulatory framework. This can't be good. 
the IMF working with, who, who are they working with? All of these global organizations, the UN, of course, the World Health Organization is going to be part of this. We'll get into that in a minute. But we see all of these things working together, working with big tech, right, on a global, um, this global platform for central bank digital currencies. Get this, wants central banks to reach a consensus on the common global framework. Listen to this, if countries develop CBDCs only for domestic deployment, in other words, only for themselves, there's a country that just says, we're going to do our own digital currencies. We are, she says, we are underutilizing their capacity, adding the last thing we want, get this, is the emergence of settlement blocks where CBDC and trans transactions are settled within separate ring-fenced regional frameworks. In other words, we will not allow a country to have its own digital currency. It has to be global. She re now get this. She recently spoke at another conference and said that the trend towards the CBDCs is not going to be reversed. Now listen, if you know Bible prophecy, this isn't rocket science. But what we are, listen folks, I firmly believe what you and I are witnessing is this system of the beast being developed right before our eyes. Uh, you know, I, I wonder, will we be here when the 10 kings come on the scene? Um, not Antichrist. I don't think Antichrist will be revealed until after the rapture. But in Daniel chapter 7, the 10 kings come in power first, and then they give their power and authority to the beast. Revelation chapter 17, you have the 10 kings, uh, and they give their power and authority to the beast. So Daniel chapter 7 says, after the 10 kings, that 10 horns, Antichrist is going to come on the scene. So, but we're watching the whole thing form right now. Listen, Satan knows that the system has to be developed. Folks, we are watching the development of this. Hence, here she is speaking for I, the International Monetary Fund. This is not going to be reversed. In other words, we're going to cram it down everybody's throat. No nation will be able to opt out. It is a global system. However, this article continues, the U.S. government will use the current banking crises to promote a central bank digital currency, warned uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the candidate, the presidential candidate that has come out in opposition to digital currency in the United States, warning that its adoption would heighten financial surveillance and threaten basic freedoms. Again, what did he say? The current banking crises to promote a central bank digital currency. I had another article I wanted to pull up here for you. I'd, I didn't, I won't have it tonight. I'll, I'll deal with it later on in the week. Uh, but uh, I believe it's Janet Yellen who, who said, hey, look, uh, you better get used to it. The dollar's going to collapse. I mean, you look at that and you're going, wow. So they're telling us, listen, folks, they're telling us what they're going to do. CBDCs, there's a quote, says, said Robert Kennedy Jr., grease the slippery slope to, finan to financial slavery and political tyranny. So we're watching this, and we've warned about all of these things, and uh, so much is going on. Uh, consider this time that, that we have in this, this right now, uh, this video. Just a reminder for us, if you know the Lord, it's going to strengthen your faith. If you don't know the Lord, man, this needs to be a wake-up call. Maybe you know the Lord, kind of sitting on the sidelines. Folks, Everything is developing exactly as the Bible warned that it would. Now, check this out. Damon Duck, you guys know him. I quote him as often as I can. Uh, almost uh, every week I quote Damon Duck. 
Um, so here's, here's what uh, uh, Doc had to say. On June 13th, former President Donald Trump went to the federal court in Miami, Florida, where he was arraigned on charges associated with mishandling classified uh, government documents. He entered his plea of not guilty and so forth. And then he warned this, Doc points out, that America is in decline and said the political persecution of Christians, pro-life activists, parents attending school board meetings, and even future Republican candidates won't stop with him. Gary Bauer. By the way, Gary Bauer is fantastic. If you get a chance, you should read what Gary Bauer has to say. Um, Gary Bauer said, you don't have to like uh, Trump to appreciate the gravity of this unprecedented political persecution. As we have repeatedly noted, the intolerant neo-Marxist left, which despises free speech and religious liberty, is increasingly criminalizing normal values and pursuing, uh, punishing, excuse me, faith. America is headed in a dangerous direction. But it is, worse than, it is worse than America. It is the whole world. It is the great tribulation that Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 24. It will be more damaging than anything that has ever happened on earth or ever will happen. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. All right. I mean, I'm looking at this and thinking, this is the reality. All right. I'm going to show you a couple more things. We're going to get into Daniel. I'm going to go back and forth because there's so many things we need to talk about. I want to get to your questions, but I'm going to show you two short videos. And the first one is, you guys probably seen, it's been all over the internet for a while. It reminds me of the Amazon palm reader and everything. This is just a real short video out of China. Uh, this lady buying her products, waving her hand over the, um, the, the registered thing that reads or reads the palm of her hand. So check out this video, and then uh, I'm going to talk about that for a second. Then, then I'm going to go to this next one that you really uh, need to see with Tedros from the World Health, World Health Organization. Uh, no, let's roll the video with the hand payment. <laughs> All right, so you look at that and you think, okay, here's the deal. You, you see, palm, she's waving her palm, right? I know we know the Amazon pay and all these different things are happening. I reported on RFID chips and buying your products in, it was like 1999 when I was doing a prophecy update. So here we are, what's that, 20, 25 years later almost, and we're watching these things advance. Listen. These things are not even hidden anymore. Um, if you know the Bible, they can't hide these things. If you don't know the Bible, listen, I hope you'll, you'll, you'll start reading it and understand the Bible told us so many of these things are going to happen. In fact, um, Jesus even said in Matthew chapter 24 when he's talking to the disciples and they said, hey, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the age? He lists several signs. And then he says, see I have told you these things beforehand. Why? So we would know. So when you see something like that in China, you go, wait a minute, digital currencies, um, waving the, the, the palm of your hand, all these things going in a particular direction. They're all going the same direction. Globalists, uh, nobody's going to be able to opt out of this global system. What's really going on here? Revelation chapter 13, no one can buy or sell except they receive the uh, mark of the beast on their right hand or on their forehead and worship him or his image. 
Wow, so everything is progressing there. We have religion being developed with the whole climate stuff going on. It's going to be so um, constrictive. It's going to be unbelievable. All right. Now I'm going to show you another video. Pay attention. This is Tedros, head of World Health Organization, and pay attention to what he says. I'm going to give you a couple of things to uh, think about. Uh, with it, he's going to be talking about the new global health certificates. I know you guys have seen these for a few weeks. Pretty much all of us have to pay attention to a Bible prophecy. He's going to talk about how successful the EU system was during COVID-19. Listen, you know what we've had the last three years? I don't care what anybody says. It's been a preparation for the mark of the beast. And right now, all kinds of people saying, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Am I really? All, why is it that all these things keep coming true? The warnings, you look, and they're tell, he's going to tell you in this video that this whole last three years with the, EU's, the EU, uh, since they were successful with COVID, they now are able to move forward with the rest of their tracking. What does he say? That he says it's for this. It's for, the he will say it, it's the global common good. Okay, ready? Pay attention to the whole thing. Be right back. The COVID-19 pandemic highlighted the value of digital health solutions in facilitating access to health services. While the emergency phase of the COVID-19 pandemic is now over, investments in digital infrastructure remain an important resource for health systems and for economies and societies at large. Like many countries, the European Union made significant investments in COVID-19 certificates to help people move around as safely as possible during the pandemic. The European Union certification system was used by all 27 EU member states and more than 50 other countries. Building on the success of the EU system, WHO is proud today to launch the Global Digital Health Certification Network. So thank you so much to European uh, Union for the excellent certification system that you have transferred to us and we have the chance to build on it. WHO will begin operations of the network today with the existing COVID-19 certificate as a global public good. Soon after, we will expand this infrastructure by incorporating other use, such as a digitized international certificate of vaccination, routine immunization cards, and international patient summaries. WHO will continue to work with all regions to ensure that the network is accessible globally. So... There you go. I mean, you look at that, just a few things he brought up along with global common good. Um, you just, if you just look at the captions of what you just read, I love the one at the top the whole time. World Health Organization announces new global health certificates. Another conspiracy comes, conspiracy theory comes true. What a quinky dink. And then what do he say? World Health Organization is proud today to launch the global digital health certification network. Soon after, we will expand incorporating international certificate uh, of vaccination. Folks, how many of us were warning the last three, three and a half years, hey, we can see the direction this is all going. I'm telling you, we need to wake up and we are watching the development of 
this whole system of the beast. Um, <laughs> there's, there's so much I want to say. So many different things I want to say. Let me just get into Daniel chapter 4 a little bit, all right? There's no way we're getting all the way through chapter 4 uh, in this message. We'll have to finish some more next week. Next week, we'll deal with the watchers and everything. But let's get here, and because I have a lot more I want to connect with you um, this, just with the digital health certificate that Tedros just talked about. Listen, folks, these things are coming, all right? A lot more I want to share with you because we need, we need to really wake up. We need to think and go, okay, this stuff's really happening. What do, we're not to be afraid. Uh, no, in fact, do not be afraid, right? Nowhere in the Bible is the believer ever, ever, ever told to be afraid. In fact, what are we supposed to do when we see all these things converging? Look up and lift up our head because our redemption draws near. We're, as we see them begin to converge. And we're watching this. We can see it all coming. So be encouraged, but also we need to be warning. We need to be wise. Don't put your head in the sand. Okay? Let's get going. So in Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, has his dream. Daniel is going to give him the interpretation of the dream. And then we'll get into some more things that are taking place. Or just, look, God tells us what's going on. All right? Then, Daniel chapter 4, verse 19. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a time, and his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belteshazzar, or Daniel, do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belteshazzar answered and said, My lord, may the dream concern those who hate you, and its interpretation concern your enemies. What's Daniel saying? Daniel had, uh, he cared about King Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, by this time, you know, they've gotten to know each other rather well. Nebuchadnezzar totally trusted Daniel. He knew that he was a man that had a relationship with his God in heaven. Nebuchadnezzar was not yet there in a relationship with the God of heaven. But, Daniel, but Nebuchadnezzar knew something was totally different about Daniel that separated him from everybody else. And Daniel cared about Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar had some type of care uh, about Daniel too. Uh, so he continues, says, Daniel, don't let the interpretation bother you. Tell me the truth. Then he does. So he tells him the truth. And it's not going to be pretty. In verse 20, the tree that you saw in your dream, Nebuchadnezzar, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens, and which could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the heaven had their home. It is you, O king, who have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reaches to the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. So Nebuchadnezzar is being told by Daniel, hey, the dream that you had, you saw this tree and it's provided shelter for animals and people and food and everything. That's you. You're that tree, Nebuchadnezzar. I'm sure Nebuchadnezzar is maybe thinking, wow, I'm pretty awesome. Eh, not so well. And inasmuch, verse 23, as the king, as you saw a watcher, a holy one coming down from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. Wow. I believe seven times. I pointed this out last time is seven years some commentators say seven seasons. But when you look at time times and half a time, 
in the book of Daniel, it's three and a half years, right? Time would be one. Times is plural two, so that'd be one plus two is three. So time times and a half a time, a time is a year. So here, seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and is the decree of the Most High which has come upon my Lord the king. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you, till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whoever he chooses. Now, Nebuchadnezzar has said a few different times to Daniel's we've seen earlier, uh, beginning chapter 1 up to chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar has said, hey, he acknowledges the God of Daniel. He's the one who, who uh, he, he's this great one. He's the one who needs to be worshipped. Daniel says, you don't really know him, Nebuchadnezzar. You are going to get to know him. He gives his kingdoms to whoever he chooses. Inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and its roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar, after the seven years are done, you're going to surrender to the Lord of heaven. And until that time, until you come to know that the Lord of heaven rules, you're going to be, you're going to be in a place of great misery. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Repent, repent, and maybe God will relent from what he's going to do to you. Because right now, Nebuchadnezzar, it is not going to be good. Think of it like this, tribulation is coming. The world is worn. We're, we're crying out, hey, we need to repent. Judgment's coming. When you get into the tribulation period, and what we're going to see during the tribulation period is how many people are going to refuse to repent, even though the judgments are coming upon the planet. They're, they refuse to repent of their sorceries, of their um, sexual immorality, of their cowardice. They refuse to repent of these things. And even though they know that the judgments of the Lord are coming upon the planet. In fact, in Revelation chapter 6, with the sixth seal, what are they doing? Uh, the, the kings and the rulers of the earth, all the great men, all the slaves, everybody, slave and free, who doesn't know the Lord, instead of repenting, what are they doing? Hide us from the wrath of the Lamb. Let the rocks fall on us. We don't want to see them. But they refuse to repent. Several times in the book of Revelation, they refuse to repent. So here Daniel says, Nebuchadnezzar, you need to repent. If you repent, maybe this great destruction won't come upon you. I look now, I think to me, I'm not, I'm not God, um, obviously, praise God for that. But when I look at things, it looks like everything is racing toward the tribulation period. In, in my estimation, from my knowledge of the Bible and what I see going on in the whole world, the whole world, um, I, <laughs> the message is still repent, but I don't see it as a possibility that so many people on the planet would repent that judgment won't come on the planet. I do believe that God's going to save souls individually here and individually there. Hence, we need to get the message out. During the tribulation, people will be saved. But I don't see any indication at all in the Bible that as you get closer to the tribulation period, people are going to repent in mass and God's going to hold back his judgments. It's just the opposite. What the Bible actually teaches 
is that you closer you get to the end, the faster and faster and faster it goes. And the more perverse and wicked the world gets. Hence, Matthew chapter 24, lawlessness will abound. It's only going to increase. Uh, and the love of many will grow cold. These things will only increase as we get to the end. So I don't think repentance is coming. Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar, you repent. Maybe God won't do this. All this came upon Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon, and the king spoke, saying, Is not this the great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling for my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. Twelve months went by. Nebuchadnezzar had that dream. Twelve months after Daniel gave him the interpretation. Pretty sure that in that 12 months, at first Nebuchadnezzar, maybe the first week, he thought, oh, it's going to happen any day. A month goes by, nothing happens. Um, then uh, uh, six months goes by, nothing happens. I bet Nebuchadnezzar completely let his guard down. But you want to know it? He couldn't hide from God. He couldn't hide the wickedness from God. And God did exactly what he said he was going to do. 12 months later, God lowered the boom. And the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar, of Babylon, was taken from Nebuchadnezzar. Check this out. Uh, this is slide number 12. No, it's the last slide. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 says this. When a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. Did you get that? When a crime is, isn't punished quickly, people feel safe to do wrong. So when you look at what's going on in the world and you see, okay, um, lawlessness will abound. People think God's not going to judge us. Everything's going to be okay. And people just go on their merry way uh, like Nebuchadnezzar did. But God is going to lower the boom. Listen, let me get into a couple more things here I, I, I want to bring up um, as we just work through this. What Nebuchadnezzar heard was this. Number one, it was the painful truth. He heard the painful truth. He didn't want to hear it but he heard the painful truth. Uh, listen to this. T two things I want to show you. No, if you could pull up slide number 10, check out these two things. Number one is this. God sends a prophet before he sends judgment. And number two, what we need to do is tell people what they need to know. Tell them what they need to know. We don't want to be jerks about it or anything like that. But we need to tell people what it is that they need to know. We need to tell them the truth. So, but when I look at just these two things, God sends a prophet before he sends judgment. That's in the book of Amos, right? Uh, God will not judge a people unless he sends a prophet first. Listen, right now, all over the internet are faithful people who are proclaiming the truth of this book right here and God's word and saying, this is coming. He's sending them out. Some have ulterior motives. Some have right motives. That's not my problem. That's not your problem. Our problem is, can I be a watchman like Ezekiel chapter 33, be part of this? And a lot of people are, a lot of you guys are right now. I can tell by reading the comments in the chats. I can see it. I, you, you guys send me emails about what's going on. And then there's other people out there that do videos like this also. It's warning. God is sending the prophets. He's sending the messenger. He sent Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar. Hey, Daniel says to Nebuchadnezzar, hey, maybe if you repent, God won't bring the judgment. That's the, you know, we're telling people, hey, you need to repent. 
judgment is coming. You need to repent. Judgment is coming. It is sure. You cannot hide the truth of what is going on. If you know the Bible, you can tell exactly what is happening, folks. I want to encourage you. Don't, don't shy away from things, right? And also, number two, we need to tell people what they need to know. Don't candy coat it. Don't be a jerk. You know, being a jerk never really wins anybody over to Christ. Uh, but we don't need to be a jerk, and, uh, but, uh, but we, don't, we cannot candy coat it. Too many pastors just want to candy coat everything. Just do a big group hug uh, with wicked stuff. What is up with that? Tell the truth. Sin is sin. Pedophilia is a wicked sin. This Pride Month stuff is evil. Pride comes before destruction. We look at what is going on in this world and call it for what it is. People need to repent. Whether or not they do is not on you. Just like Ezekiel 33 with the watcher, right? Whether or not um, somebody responds to the watcher, that's not the watcher's problem. The watcher's problem, Ezekiel 33, is to proclaim the truth. It's, it's my job to proclaim the truth. If I don't proclaim the truth, their blood is on my hands, right? But I'm called to proclaim the truth, so I proclaim it. If somebody responds to it, praise the Lord. If they don't respond to it, but they've heard it, it's not our fault. Does it make sense? But God always sends a prophet before he sends judgment, so keep that in mind. He promised that through uh, the prophet Amos too. All right, check this out. I'm going to show you a couple, a couple more things. Check this out. This from Harbinger's Daily. Uh, Tim Moore, my friend from Lamb and Lion Ministry, uh, had an interview with Michelle Bachman, and, um, and Michelle Bachman was talking about the World Health Organization. Uh, this is uh, Harbinger's Daily, slide number four, Noah. Um, I'm going to read it, uh, read a little bit of it to you. Um, she, this is what she said. In fact, Damon Duck broke it down for me, which is wonderful. Uh, thank you, Damon. You are such a blessing to the body of Christ. Uh, Michelle Bachman said this, just one week after the World Health Assembly concluded, they dropped an absolute bombshell. A press letter went out that claimed the European Union has already developed a global digital passport that would regulate our health status and also the ability for people to take transportation. The global, this global digital passport, which essentially would be a scannable QR code issued by your mobile phone would reveal if the individual is in compliance with the mandates of the World Health Organization and so has permission to be able to travel and have the freedom to move about. Folks, you can't make this up. Um, I was uh, just communicating with Maria Z. She was on here a few weeks ago. Well, uh, she's going to be back on here. And she's talking about these things. She said, flat out, this, what we are watching is the whole system of the beast, the mark of the beast. Folks, it's coming like a freight train. It's coming. Everything is developed. They're rolling this thing in. Is it the mark of the beast yet? No, but it is the groundwork for it. It's like, how can't people see this? Again, what is it? it, it, it the, or, the World Health Organization give, will give permission to people to be able to travel and have freedom to move about. Guess who's not going to be traveling and having freedom to move about? People who proclaim these digital passports are a problem. Uh, the World Health Organization didn't wait, this is still Michelle Bachman, didn't wait to pass amendments or seek a global treaty. Uh, instead, the WHO announced on June 5 
that they are adopting the system Europe has already come up with. I, I had an article on that a couple of weeks ago, um, and we've talked a little bit about it, but I love how she just put it together here. How do you enforce a global government? The answer is through a global digital passport. This has become a reality, she said, with an exclamation mark. Folks, you look at this. It's, we, are, we are marching full speed ahead to the system that the Bible told us about that's coming. Daniel chapter 7 talks about this great system uh, of the, the, with the, the ten horns, this ten-king system, and this huge iron beast that out of it comes the ten horns, hence the revived Roman Empire. It goes around crushing and devouring everything. Revelation chapter 6, the rider on the white horse, what does it do? It goes about conquering and to conquer without using weapons of, of common warfare, like missiles and rockets and guns. And tanks. No, it's going to conquer. Uh, it's going to conquer us. We saw it the last three and a half years. We had lockdowns. People were conquered. Some cities were really bad. Some weren't as bad as others. But this is what they're saying. We figured out how to do it. They've got the system. We saw what the EU did. Uh, we've been looking at Australia. We watched with Justin Trudeau, the madman who's censoring all, he's censoring speech up in Canada. I know because you guys keep sending me all these things. Praise God. Keep us informed. Listen, in, he's censoring speech up there that doesn't go along with the narrative. Gee, does that shock us? No, it doesn't. But it's reality, and we need to see it as being reality. The WHO announced, that, again, Michelle Bachman, that once it takes control over the European digital passport, this will be the first building block presumably soon followed by merging your digital currency and digital health records as well. Your entire life will eventually be merged into a single digital QR code. Uh, continuing, when will the mandated global digital passport become effective? June of 2023. Guess what? Today's June, what, 25, 26, something like that. In other words, right now, this global digital passport is right now in effect. Duck says, my opinion, Moore and Bachman are very reliable people, and we are seeing a global government beginning to come to pass now. There's an effort to speed it up, and people need to be a rapture ready. Amen. I mean, I have a lot more I'd like to share with you from this. Uh, there are some more things. I might read a couple more things there to you. S folks, we, be ready. I don't know what else to say. It's, um, if we're not raptured soon, we can see everything coming together. The pressure is, is closing in. Um, a, a lot of people are waking up right now, but a lot of people, especially within churches, they're going to sleep. They're telling you and I, hey, shut your mouth. Don't talk about these things. Uh, this is just conspiracy theory. You guys are all nuts. You want to know what another conspiracy is right here in the Bible? God calls it a conspiracy. Check out this and tell me this doesn't sound like what's happening right now. I've read this a million times before I read it again. Psalm 2, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? Literally a conspiracy. God says they are, they are plotting a conspiracy against me. That's what God says. Psalm 2, New King James says a vain thing. The word is literally a conspiracy. And the people plot a conspiracy. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against God, against the Lord, against Jehovah, Yahweh, and against his anointed. 
saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. This is what they are doing. People call it a conspiracy theory. Folks, wake up. This is true. It's really happening. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision, and he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. God says, what's he say here? I will distress them in his, he will distress them in his deep displeasure. He will speak to them in his wrath. It is coming. It is coming. Listen, there's so much more I wanted to share with you. Listen, get ready to send in your questions. I didn't realize I was going to talk this long with hardly getting into Daniel at all. Uh, but anyways, send in your questions. I got both YouTube and the app open right now. But consider this. One more thing from Damon Duck. He says, concerning global population reduction and the World Health Organization's attempt to get the nations to surrender their sovereignty during a health crisis or potential health crisis, we've all seen that, right? With the World Health Organization, what it is, the agreement, if there's just a perceived one, or if Tedros, the guy you saw in the video, just says, I believe there's a pandemic, therefore, uh, shut it down, lock it down, baby. Man, concerning the global population problem, I'll say that, and the World Health Organization's attempt to get the nations to surrender their sovereignty during a crisis or potential crisis, health crisis, there have been several reports that the U.S. is facing a severe shortage of drugs before the end of this year, a potential health crisis. Wow, one report said there's a shortage of 15 indispensable chemotherapy drugs, a shortage of penicillin and amoxicillin and other badly needed medicines. Then he says, I seem to remember that part of the WHO's attempt to take control of the world is power to require nations to send some of their medicines to other countries. A shortage of indispensable medicines could cause the spread of pandemic and further reduce population of Earth. I mean, listen, you cannot make this up. And again, you know, for those of you who have been following these things for years, you know, we've been saying, hey, this is going to come someday. We didn't know exactly how, but we warned because we would see things the Vatican would say. We'd see things Bill Gates would say. Uh, the World Health Organization would always come up with something weird. But, man, we are, and, but this is what we knew more than anything else. We knew what this said. So we were able to look and go, hey, uh, I, wait a minute, I read about this, I read about this before right here in this book. Wait a minute, I've seen, hey, this book tells me it's going to go this way. Listen, they can't hide it if you know the Bible. And we can't hide from God either. And I want to encourage you, folks, if you don't know the Lord, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and he will save you from your sins. Repent of your sins. Surrender to him and he will forgive you. And listen, what we need to do as believers in Christ is be strong in the Lord and have our faith strengthened. Again, uh, Jesus said in Matthew, in Luke chapter 21, men's hearts will fail them from the fear of what's coming. These things are loaded with fear. All of these articles loaded with fear from the World Health Organization. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Uh, the violence in Chicago. Listen, I believe the gun laws, they know. These powers that be, they know the gun laws cause more people to be killed in those areas. Look at them. Look at it. Look what's happening in Chicago, Los Angeles, New York. You look at these cities. The more laws they bring, the more criminals there are. 
that they're able to go out and take advantage of things. The lawlessness, they know in California that if you don't arrest people, if they steal things, guess what? It's going to destroy everything. They know exactly what they're doing. They are destroying everything. When Joe Biden, along with World Health Organization, UN, World Economic Forum, when all of these different groups say, hey, let's build back better, what do they really mean? Destroy the developed countries, and then we'll build it back the way we want to with World Health Organization and all of these other organizations. It's not a coincidence that climate and gun violence is now being suggested to be included in World Health Organization rules and regulations. I believe climate already is. So, yeah, I mean, just check this stuff out. All right, send in your questions. All right, question, uh, Nadia F. says, uh, would the rapture come first, or do you think that the Ten Kingdoms will have to come first? Um, I had a great conversation twice this past week with my guests about that. And here's the reality of it. We don't know. Uh, One of my guests said he believes it's very possible we will see the rise of the Ten Kingdoms first. Another one said it's possible that we will. I would say it's possible. I don't know. But if we're not raptured soon, we're probably going to see it and be able to make a lot more sense of things. Again, it doesn't mean Antichrist. The Ten Kings must be here before Antichrist shows up on the scene. Let me just read one verse to you, because I've said that before, and and people blast me, and they say, you're wrong, you don't know what you're talking about. Listen, I do know what I'm talking about, all right? Ten Kings, uh, chapter 7, Ten Kings, Uh, chapter 7 of Daniel, verse 24. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall arise after them, and he shall be different from the first ones, and he shall subdue three kings. So there's going to be ten kings after the ten kings. Daniel chapter 7, verse 24, very clear. Then the little horn Antichrist will arise. The system is going to be set up, and then Satan's going to bring in his man and say, there he is, Antichrist. Will we see the ten kings form? Maybe. I don't know. But I do believe this is likely what's happening. Satan hates, he hates the Klaus Schwabs. He hates the Tedros from World Health Organization. He hates Bill Gates. He doesn't have an ounce of love in him. It's impossible for him to love, right? He hates. He only loves himself. He's pride. He is the prideful one. He's taken the rainbow from uh, the time of the flood of Noah. He's like, ah, I'm going to use that for my pride. I mean, you look at the whole thing so full of himself. So he will use all these people who are serving his kingdom, serving his purpose. He doesn't care. He will use them. He's the master chess player. He's the master puppet master, right? He's using everybody. George Soros, these people think they're using everybody else. They're being manipulated by Satan. They're causing great destruction. Lawlessness will abound and so forth. Listen, think of it like this. How can lawlessness abound in, a, in the last days, and yet at the same time, the lawless one is going to get complete control, so lawlessness won't abound. Only like this. The lawlessness must abound in order for Antichrist to come in and say, I'm Mr. Fix-It. Hey, these other people, Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum guy, these are bad people. They're bad people. They messed up everything, but I'm here to fix everything that they did wrong. 
and he's going to come and get full control on things. And the technology, all the things we're talking about, World Health Organization, right, having the IDs for travel, having IDs for freedom, um, all of this stuff. So you're going to have lawlessness abounding, yet Antichrist will come on the scene and get control of the lawlessness and be the one who comes to the um, rescue. Okay, uh, good breakfast. Do you have a thought about this weekend Russia event? Anything biblical there? I'm glad you asked that because I actually wanted to talk about that. All right, so we have the Wagner Group. So the Wagner Group is actually a Russian mercenary group. They were doing, from everything I know anyways, they were doing Putin's will in Sudan. So now we have all of the events of Russia. Listen, I think there's so much deception going on. And, you know, it looked like it was, Putin was going to be dead by, before Saturday was over, right? So that was all, all over the place. Okay, now let me back up, okay? I, I got to bring this up to you. And I have said for years I have said this, and people have said I'm wrong, and I've said Ezekiel chapter 38 battle cannot happen yet. And people would say, oh, it can happen at any moment. You know, all these people, this person on YouTube said it, this person on YouTube said it, that person on YouTube said it. And I've said repeatedly, it can't happen yet for various reasons. Here's one reason why, all right? Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 11, when Gog, the leader of Magog, this Russian coalition, uh, by the way, Putin could be taken out and you get a different leader there. It's not dependent upon Putin or whoever is next. It's this Russian coalition with their Gog, their leader, whoever that Gog leader is. So Gog, the Russian coalition, is going to come down against Israel. Verse 11 says this. You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Very interesting. Um, Verse 8 says all of them are dwelling safety. The implication from chapter 38 of Ezekiel, and especially verse 11, is that the people of Israel are, um, they're attacked by this Russian coalition at a time when they totally don't expect it. Right now, Russia's totally on, on edge all the time. Their immediate neighbors from Hamas, uh, Islamic Jihad, uh, Hezbollah, the Houthis, they're completely on guard all the time, right? And then Iran, uh, they, they don't feel comfortable with Russia. Iran's the massive, the real problem, right? So you look at this, they're on guard all the time. They're watching all the time, and they don't trust Russia. Absolutely don't trust Russia. In fact, uh, the Israeli stance is really is pro-Ukraine. So you look at this, they don't trust Putin at all. Don't trust Russia. Wagner, I can't remember the guy's name, the heads of Wagner. He's worse than Putin. Okay, now, but here, but hear me out. Here's why I said this attack can't happen yet. When you see things changing within Russia, again, it's not dependent upon Putin being alive. Gog is the leader of Russia, whoever that is at that time. But this is what happens uh, in, the, in chapter 38, verse 11. The word for dwelling in peace, it says, um, Uh, Let me pull it up here, where to go. Dwelling in peace, and let me get back to it. A peaceful people who dwell safely. All right, so this peaceful people here is this Hebrew word, shakat. And it means this, to be quiet, to be tranquil, 
be at peace, at rest, lie still undisturbed, tranquil. It describes in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 11, Israel being in a tranquil state. The word for peace here is not the, the, the Hebrew word shalom. It's a different word for peace that's in Ezekiel chapter 38, uh, verse 11. It means tranquil, although shalom would apply too. But this means tranquil here. And Israel doesn't exist in that place. Something has to happen. I was asked this question a couple weeks ago, and I said, something has to happen in Russia that's going to cause Israel to go, wow, Russia has a benevolent leader now. Everything's going wonderful. I don't think it could happen overnight, but it could. What if, and I don't think the Wagner group is it. I think they're, you know, it's, it's a bad situation. Um, the whole thing's bad. The Western, the NATO, everything's bad, right? The whole thing's bad. Um, but something's got to give in the whole Russian dynamic that eventually, I don't think it's now, but eventually Russia's going to be able to convey to Israel, all is good, we're friends. And I'm sure some of you saw that, Israel, that Russia, I believe, was just last week or the week before, has now said, hey, we're going to put our embassy in Jerusalem. Um, so you look at this and you go, uh, it's just truly amazing to be living in these days uh, that we live when we see all of these different dynamics that are taking place. All right, uh, let me get to, um, uh, so John Hall, oh, hey, uh, so Jika Soon said, John Haller said he's going to be on with Tom this week. Okay, so, oh, I forgot to mention, so tomorrow Scott Townsend is with me. Um, Tuesday is Don Perkins. I'm filming with John Haller on Wednesday and I think it's on my Q&A live. I'm not real sure. So join me. Um, if you don't have the app already, just sign up on the app. Uh, the thing that we're able to do is just talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. So John is joining me this week. Really excited about John being with me. So I'm glad I saw that there, just reminding me of everything. Oh, by the way, I want to mention this too, um, that... Um, People are asking me, what, what's with the studio look that we got? I know we need, we have lighting problems. I know that. We know that here. Listen, we, we're doing, we're moving forward. What happened is um, we have an agreement with a TV a network to do a show. Uh, we're going to do it here. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. And they said you need to change uh, the look that you have in order for it to be on here. And uh, we're going to do it. It's, it's free. I mean, we don't get paid to do it. But it's a great opportunity to use the resources that we have and uh, be able to do this. I, I, I can't say too much about it yet. So we're not quite done. We just, it's just going to, we, we got more lighting we got to work on. We got to work on some things with the background behind me and things like that and things to the sides. We totally get all that. So we're working slowly through it. At the same time, it's, it, we, we, we're still working on, uh, so we had to dismantle the studio we had. Um, and now, because we only have, can do like one at a time, it's a kind of funding thing. We don't have exactly have a lot. Um, but um, so we're in the process of getting this one finished and also working on another one. Uh, and it's back to the bricks and we'll have the cool stuff behind us like we did before, uh, which you guys love. But we can only do one at a time. So that's what happened. We'll get the other one done hopefully within another month or two. And most of the programs will be kind of more of the original look. Uh, but certain ones will have this studio set that we're using here, 
and that's for the uh, the other TV network and things like that. But I praise God. Listen, I, I praise God. For, I want to thank you guys for all of your help because you guys are such a blessing. But at the same time, listen, we have little time. In my mind, we press forward. We, lose, we use the time that we have, the energy that we have, the resources that we have. And we say, what can we do to bring hope to the world and also hopefully that people will wake up? So we've been working on things with Mexico for quite some time. I, I've been telling you that eventually we're going to get there. We're, we're almost there. In fact, Billy Crone and Brandon Holthouse will be with me this week, this weekend in Mexico. That's going to be totally cool. Our first ever Hope Our Times conference in Mexico. Um, so it's, it's like, listen, it's, it's, it's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. And, and if we can get the message out there, wherever we can get it out there, uh, where God guides, God provides, and I want to thank you guys just for, for partnering with us because it's a, a huge blessing. And don't forget, San Marcos is coming up in the San Diego area of California. Livestream is now available. It's only $14.99 for Livestream. If you go to the conference, I think there's still registration available. I think it is. And it includes dinner on Friday night. We got food truck. We got a food truck on Saturday also for lunch. Uh, a whole host of speakers. It's going to be absolutely terrific. We'd love to meet you guys there. Of course, Billy and Brandon will be joining me there too. So lots of things are coming. But listen, folks, I, I think you would agree with me. We got to do everything that we can. The time is short. We don't know how long, but let's just agree. Let's move together. It's the hope of Jesus Christ. Jesus came the first time that we'd be forgiven, and he is coming again, and we can see it. Everything is going the way that this Bible says it is going to go. So we have hope. We have encouragement. We don't have to be afraid. We can go, wow, it is happening just like Jesus said it was going to happen. Uh, we live in um, in absolutely amazing days. Just, I mean, it's really amazing to be alive uh, right now. I mean, it is. I mean, a little times, sometimes a little bit unnerving, but it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, listen, I want to thank you guys for joining me. So tomorrow, Scott Townsend, uh, bring your questions. Um, Tuesday, Don Perkins, Wednesday, John Haller. And, and, and we're, by the way, we're, we're looking at adding after we're done with the San Diego, San Marcos conference, adding some more, um, things for you live also because there's so many awesome guests um, that uh, that that we get to have on here. Tim Moore's going to be joining me in the not too distant future. I believe he's getting back from Israel right now or he's still over there uh, from Lamb and Lion. I mean so many things are happening and but let's make the best use of our time. All of our resources press forward together. God bless you guys and remember when you see these things begin to take place look up lift up your head because your redemption draws near. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.